Hello and welcome all to The Ramp, a Deloitte customer strategy and applied design podcast where we invite specialists in a specific field to discuss the latest and greatest topics related to our offering. My name is Rudy. And my name is Mo, and we will be your hosts for today's exciting topic. In today's episode, we will be discussing everything about chatbots and digital assistants. Curious to know what's the latest trends in this field and how digital assistants help governments to enhance their performance? Stick around and make sure to enrich yourself with these insights and more. We invited two real experts in this field, Bob van den Berg, consultant engineer in the conversational tech and Remco Aagtjes, operational specialist at the police. Thank you, Bob and Remco, for joining us in today's episode. As we are curious to know more about you and your experience, we would love to have you introduce yourself, but not in just any way. We have prepared an exercise, and each one of you is going to introduce himself in a 30-second pitch uh, and name two things we don't know about you yet. Make sure to end your uh, pitch with a compelling reason why you are here today, talking about chatbots and digital assistants. Bob, can I start with you? Hello. I am Bob Vandenberg, uh, consultant and engineer at uh, Customer Strategy and Applied Design within Deloitte. And my work at Deloitte entails full stack development uh, and during the route project uh, that we will talk about a little bit more later on. I was doing mostly front end development uh, and working with conversational technology. Um, yeah, and uh, two things you didn't know about me. Uh, I just. Uh, uh, became uh, or I am soliciting for politie vrijwilliger IT, so I'm gonna help the police in my free time. Uh, and the second one is that uh, apart from chatbots, I'm now uh, implementing digital humans. Uh, I think uh, yeah, quite a lot of my colleagues didn't know that yet. So um, there you go. Amazing. And what's your compelling reason for being here today, talking about chatbots? Well, uh, I've done quite a lot of uh, uh, projects uh, with impact also um, that are regarding chatbots. Um, and I think the topic is very, very interesting to me because there is always uh, yeah, more and more uh, innovation taking place. Um, and the projects that I've done are a lot of fun and uh, I hope to do them in the future as well. Amazing, thank you. Let's just pretend we forgot about the timer and um, continue with Remco. Remco, can you uh, take it away? Yeah, of course. I don't have a timer on my screen, so That's I, fine. Uh, let's let's forget it uh, in the front. Uh, my name is Remco Agis. I work with uh, the police and uh, in the function of operational specialist. So that's quite a technical uh, function name. Uh, what do I do? I work on projects uh, and activities to uh, aim uh, and I aim at improving, renewing, uh, innovatively approaching policing. So uh, projects um, concerning technological inf uh, innovation, but also social innovation, because um, I think and uh, those ways uh, pair good together, should be paired together. Um, and uh, I experienced that with this project, I can connect also uh, citizens and business to police operation, which I love to do because uh, I don't I'm not just a policeman, I also am a citizen and I like to mix up those features uh, together. Well, and apart from the projects, 
I also uh, take part in daily police operations. So um, Bob says uh, working with chatbots is fun. I uh, also believe that the police operation is for a part fun and I like uh, to have fun with uh, within my work. Amazing, thank you. And uh, your compelling reason of, well, that you just told us? Well, I, I just, this is my compelling reason to be here, of course. Uh, uh, one thing you didn't know about me because uh, I uh, almost forget to tell you is that I took dancing classes, uh, lessons, uh, classical dancing lessons uh, during my uh, time in law school. So I did uh, some cha-cha, uh, English walls, and uh, uh, well, also some jiving uh, on my free time. Wow, that's amazing. Never seen uh, a policeman doing these kind of movements in public. Maybe one day we can uh, see that. And quite a challenge yeah. you've got there, uh, I must say. So um, diving deeper in today's uh, topic, uh, we would love to hear your vision about uh, chatbots and digital assistants. And therefore I would like to take it, uh, to give it away to uh, Rudy. Yes, thank you, uh, Mo. So if we think about uh, the landscape of chatbots, AI and digital assistants, um, yeah, the, the technology is changing very rapidly. And a question to you, if you would jump ahead in time, where do you think chatbots and digital assistants will be over in like uh, two to five years, uh, Remco? Oh, um, I think in two to five years, um, uh, certainly in five years, two years, and uh, maybe not too much, but I think digital assistance will be uh, generally accepted because uh, people uh, take uh, their uh, digital factors more and more into their daily life. Um, as we see now in the COVID crisis, people uh, order uh, goods, order their daily groceries more over in uh, on a digital way, on online shopping. Uh, so I think. Uh, we accept it as a part of uh, customer care in, in our everyday life. Yeah. So more digital assistants and chatbots in our digital in our everyday life. Daily life, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, your point of view, Bob? Well, in in five, I think there's a lot of uh, time frames in which you can can think about. But I think in five years we will uh, have uh, yeah something really interesting. If we take a step back, of course, we, we had uh, already chatbots in uh, the time in, in the area uh, of uh, when we had MSN. Uh, you could already talk to chatbots uh, through uh, just uh, typing to them uh, in 19, what was it, 1995 already? Or, uh, so in, in five years, I think uh, we currently work with a lot of platforms already to create uh, a nice and scalable chatbot. Uh, and in five years, I think they will also get an avatar uh, and, and you will maybe even have a personal assistant on your phone that has its own avatar or an avatar that you have created. Mm. Uh, we already see this popping up at several places, of course, uh, but I think by then it will be fully implemented. And if we look even further, um, I think those will be maybe even natively uh, on, on your own phone hosted. Uh, and not even on a cloud platform. So uh, edge computing, you could think about, uh, and all kinds of uh, AI connections uh, that are, yeah, implemented into them. Uh, well, we can talk a lot uh, about that, but uh, yeah. I think that's it for five years. Very interesting. So you would say it will go towards a more visual representation of chatbots and digital assistants 
and then yeah. they be on on specific platforms. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So uh, the police being a governmental organization, of course, uh, Remco, what do you see yeah. a true benefit for governmental organizations while using chatbots and digital systems? Well, I think um, for the police, um, our most unique and most valuable product is information. Uh, with information, we can uh, service people, we can help people, uh, but also uh, we uh, invest in do investigations, crime investigations, and, and therefore information is also our most valuable product. So I think uh, to get as much information as possible is for us crucial. Mm -hmm. um, and I think digital assistance can help us with it. Um, and uh, people can give us information through digital assistance. Um, mm -hmm. So let's get started with it uh, on customer care and then uh, put it in more in more uh, processes uh, of our operation. I think that's what we should do and what more governmental organizations can do, of course. And I think lots of governmental organizations do uh, support, to do on customer support. They get questions every day, a lot of the same questions every day. So let's get digital assistance on that process and then, um, well, take human interaction on more complex questions, on critical issues uh, and mix up human interaction and technical interaction uh, with, with each other. I yeah. think that's what we should aim for. Yeah, and, and so a benefit could be that fo while focusing on this type of technology, the, the workforce will work smarter and won't focus too much on repetitive tasks. Yeah, and well, nobody, uh, I think, uh, argues for repetitive tasks being uh, uh, done by digital assistants, but when uh, someone's in trouble uh, or uh, needs uh, uh, real care, they yeah. want to talk to a human person. So uh, when the digital assistant takes the easy jobs, the benefit for us as a police organization is that we can really care about uh, people when they need to be cared about. Yeah. Well, that's really, uh, really interesting to see that you uh, take also the, the benefits for the citizens in uh, have it in mind while using these uh, type of technologies. It's good to see that you're also uh, both working on several projects. Um, using chatbots and digital assistance. Um, could you elaborate a little bit more on, on those projects that you've already been doing within Deloitte, within the police, and maybe share some key takeaways or uh, lessons learned, um, Bob? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so uh, there, there are several projects uh, that I've done uh, at my time uh, at Deloitte. Um, one of them was the Alice, uh, the, the social ro care robot. Um, that was, yeah, th that's a project that's been done uh, together with the Free University of Amsterdam, in which we actually created a robot uh, for, yeah, helping against loneliness uh, amongst elderly people. Um, and yeah, there I learned so much about chatbots uh, that I've also took that into account with future projects, uh, for example, the Vouts project, um, where uh, for, for the police, we have uh, created a customer facing or customer, uh, uh, a citizen facing uh, chatbot, where uh, we implemented a lot of uh, yeah, interesting and cool features and functions. Um, yeah, and, and um, 
during these times, I think we have learned a lot in, in also how we test uh, the, the chatbot and how we are creating chatbots and, uh, and, and yeah, voice bots and maybe even digital humans because we've done a lot of other projects also as well. Um, and one of the key takeaways is the guerrilla uh, usability testing in uh, project that was already a kind of a agile approached uh, project in which we used rapid prototyping to create a chatbot that uh, gets more and more features after a certain period of time. And uh, the guerrilla testing was a really interesting way uh, to test our chatbot on the streets with real citizens. Uh, I remember uh, a time where I was with Remco outside uh, gathering uh, requirements and uh, a few developers in the bus uh, behind us actually uh, fixing some bugs and uh, deploying even new versions uh, uh, while we were standing there so the citizens could uh, yeah, uh, test the new version uh, in that moment. Yeah. So um, yeah, those, that those also are brings some... a smile, smile to your face when you realize that a citizens testing uh, uh, one of uh, the first versions of a digital assistant don't realize that people in the back uh, uh, in their uh, the van beyond them uh, are actually uh, claiming to be the digital assistant, uh, mm. and then you realize uh, only doing as if, uh, mm. pretending as if uh, there's a digital assistant. Uh, uh, also gets the public ready for interfacing with uh, a digital assistant. Uh, and at that stadium, they only uh, are uh, being well mocked up uh, in a certain way with it, but uh, it gets them ready. And I think that's uh, one of the takeaways we already experienced when uh, you let people um, well, get to know the digital assistant in a prototype and give them space to uh, bring in their feedback in the next uh, version of the digital assistant. People uh, accept it. I think it's quicker, more uh, in the the broad way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. What was also uh, another one takeaway I still want to talk about is uh, Bert Fischer, uh, our product owner then, back then. He always gave us a commander's intent. So uh, a commander's intent is the desired outcome of a military operation. Uh, and we actually used it for the, the agile approach that we used uh, for Project Wout. Mm -hmm. And uh, based on that, if we were done with a certain uh, type of work for that sprint, or if we uh, uh, didn't have enough time, but we needed to scope in a certain way our workload, then we would always listen to this commander's intent uh, for this sprint. So that was a really helpful um, a, a vision to have during a sprint. That was really helpful as well uh, during during this uh, this project. Yeah, thank you for for sharing those uh, those keys insights and uh, personal stories uh, while uh, testing. Um, if you look at the organizational level, maybe on a personal level, um, Remco, what do you think is most important or um, has the most uh, important impact that, that has been made while doing these type of projects? On the organization? Yeah, on the organization. Well, uh, of course, uh, the police is an organization existing for uh, over a decade. Um, uh, maybe we were founded in the Napoleonic time with the first uh, city guards and uh, well it goes back in history uh, 
Um, I think this kind of project open uh, a window uh, in a few to the 21st century, because uh, I already mentioned uh, and quite a lot of my time in, uh, goes to technological innovation. Uh, I think technique um, takes us uh, in ages, uh, or now in days where we thought we wouldn't be in ages. So mm -hmm. it goes quicker and quicker and quicker and things uh, become possible we never imagined would be possible. So, um, but still there is this uh, human technical uh, interaction mm -hmm. and uh, especially this digital assistant, it's the, uh, or the, of the name says it already, it's a dig digital assistant. So it's assisting a human. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I experienced that this is uh, quite a useful assistance you get. Uh, it makes the human interaction smarter and also well, it gives some uh, well, funny uh, things you uh, experience from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your vision uh, on this topic. I will give the, the word to uh, Mo. Yeah, thank you both for uh, sharing your uh, knowledge and also having uh taking us along with your experience. And now that we understand your vision uh, a bit more, um, we, would we have prepared a set of uh, statements together with the audience that we would love to have your uh, opinion about. And some of them are quite edgy or spicy. Um, so feel free to also respond to that in, uh, in your own uh, opinion. Uh, the first statement that we prepared is, uh, we no longer can live without digital assistants. They are all over us. Um, there is no life imaginable without digital assistance. Remco. Yeah, the key takeaway. Um, well, I think um, uh, back to the name of a digital assistant. Um, everybody is as um, well self-caring as they want to be. Uh, and some of us uh, in future uh, may need more digital assistance than others. Uh, I don't think we are going to lose the digital assistance anymore. So uh, in that way, uh, your uh, well, your opinion is correct. Um, they are going to be all over, but uh, I think the usage of digital assistance to persons uh, individually are going to be their own uh, call. So uh, when you think I don't want to use it every day, that's okay. When you think you need it and it's, it's useful for you, yeah, feel free. Okay. I think that's the cool. The way it's going to be the the next few years. So there will be still and maybe in five years. I'm going to be surprised. <laughs> I don't know. Um, to be honest, my fridge still doesn't know if there's milk in it or not. Okay. So <laughs> that's okay for me for now. <laughs> that's a that's a good cliffhanger. So and then our second statement. And I think this one is more, um, yeah, pointed towards you, Bob. Uh, chatbots are just nicely designed FAQ repeaters. Well, I, I think we can all agree that's, of course, not true. Uh, I, I think FAQ uh, bots, they, they are kind of at the first stage of a true chatbot, right? So um, a, a true chatbot can help you with a lot of different things, but it can also do things for you, maybe within a system. Uh, and FAQ bots just answer a question that is already possibly um, available on a certain website. So um, what you could think of is that uh, more context-aware chatbots, they will be able to answer more in-depth questions. For example, what is the weather uh, like right now? And then 
this chatbot could uh, talk to some kind of API uh, and have the bit of context uh, for your location, the weather will be this. And depending on those contexts, I think the, the chatbot can help you also do things. So uh, as we already see with uh, Google Home, for example, that you can turn an off and on the lights or maybe uh, uh, talk uh, to, the, to your bots to, to make a difference in uh, temperature in your house. Uh, those are just a, a few small examples. And yeah, I think within organizations, uh, it depends on how much uh, work you put in your chatbot uh, and how much uh, yeah you kind of want the chatbot to do, what kind of functionality, functionalities uh, you want it to have. Uh, and depending on that, uh, also depending on the stakeholders, of course, because um, you, for different problems, you need different stakeholders in your organization. You can attain those more helpful chatbot states. Okay, so can I can I just make an analogy? Like a chatbot is just a small kid that you can teach new things to do for you. Is that is that how it works? Ooh, um, yeah, I I. I, I think, uh, of course, it's not the same as a child. Um, uh, maybe it's in a way it makes sense because a, a child all, uh, starts uh, its learning process with simple things. So uh, when you see FAQ uh, uh, while repeating, FAQ answering is is, is quite simple job, and uh, it also gets your organization and your public to get used to the, uh, working with an assistant and with a with a bot. So uh, when the simple jobs are being accepted, well, then you can get a, a give the kid or the, the bot the more uh, uh, complex questions to answer. Um, I think to call a chatbot and a digital assistant an FEQ repeating system, uh, well, I think it's two less credits okay. because uh, uh, FEQ repeating is only giving uh, you an answer. But uh, I think when you've got a clever uh, chatbot or a clever digital assistant, it really answers the question you uh, you have. Yeah. So maybe tying into that, I, I was just wondering, staying into the analogy, um, growing pains. Do you think that the vision on the on the subject itself is maybe more far ahead than technical um, uh, capabilities that we have now in place or things you see in the field? Do you think it could be somewhere much more further than it is right now based on what we just can do as humans? Well, I think what we what I experienced in the, the chatbot project I participated in is that we have uh, more wishes uh, than time at first and, uh, and more wishes than uh, are uh, realizable uh, in the time there is. So uh, when you once uh, get a glance of what might be possible using a chatbot uh, you think oh then I want this to be done too and I want that to be done too and your uh, uh, your list of wishes is always longer than uh, uh, the answers the bot can give in, <laughs> in the first period. Can yeah. you give an example of that of one of those wishes? Well one of the wishes uh, uh, for instance uh, we implemented chatbot WOUT in the, the first process of uh, taking in noise complaints Mm -hmm. uh, and we uh, learned Wout to ask the questions about uh, what is the name and address of the, the, the one filing the complaint, uh, what's the location of the disturber, and uh, what's the disturbance about, what's, what causes, in your opinion, the noise complaint. 
um, then also you think, oh, but I want to give the uh, to learn wout to give the complaint into the police system as well, and I want to uh, uh, let wout uh, give the complainer uh, the one uh, being disturbed uh, also the feedback from what the police did. Yeah, perfect. Then the circles round, and we've got our customer care topped up and uh, given an A plus. Well, that's not possible. Only thing we realized in the first version is that people could file a noise complaint, and, and the police was alarmed and knew where to go. Where to go to? Point. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. And and how how is that intelligent or smart? Well, it is smart because uh, it, uh, it gives us a quicker process of a simple uh, complaint we we get. Uh, so we don't have to do the work on it. Uh, it goes automated to uh, from the call that's being made to the officer being uh, uh, sent into an uh, an action. Uh, it's already quite well, digitally okay. So it's efficient, I would say. It's efficient and it's uh, well, it brings again uh, a, f a few to the 21st century in, in the cooperation between human and, uh, and digital possibilities. Nice. Okay, cool. Bob, any additions to this or? Well, uh, re regarding the, the smartness factor of, of chatbots, do you mean? Yes. Or? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think um, we go a little bit into the topic of uh, uh, yeah, if uh, AI is smart or not. And of course, it's uh, what, what the chatbot platforms do uh, using the, these contexts that the chatbot has given is they, they uh, also try to have this statistical uh, possibility of an intent of a user being that, um, hey, I want to uh, uh, tell something about a noise complaint. And uh, th this is statistics, of course. And um, I think maybe in the future, we will really see uh, that that chatbots uh, will become smarter using more more context aware uh, uh, information. It also depends a little bit on your definition of AI, for example. But um, the, the way that we're using the chatbot, uh, it can seem smart uh, to users using the chatbot. Okay. So yeah, I, I do think uh, it, it depends on your definition, but uh, yeah, it, it can definitely help you in a smart way. So uh, let me just dive a little bit deeper onto the, that what you just mentioned. So am I summarizing it correctly that chatbots can potentially understand what, you're, what, a, what a user wants or what they want to ask? So yeah, um, what, what I was, what I'm trying to say is uh, uh, the, the true AI that you sometimes see in uh, uh, in iRobot, for example, the movie, uh, which is uh, this super smart uh, entity, it doesn't really exist, right? Um, but the more context that a chatbot uh, can process, uh, uh, let's say that. Uh, your chatbot has uh, natural language processing, but it also has different uh, areas to get information from. And it also has uh, multiple machine learning modules attached to it that can make a better choice of what to answer to a certain person. Uh, it, it's, it's a little bit uh, 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 yeah, music for the future, let's say. 
but uh, I think in the future we will get uh, more intelligent chatbots than what we currently already have. Uh, also, if you take a look at, of course, what I mentioned earlier, the, the MSN chatbots, they were a lot simpler than the chatbots uh, that are running on chatbot platforms right now. And I think we will continue to see an increase in this intelligence, especially using those contexts and uh, uh, better performing machine learning algorithms. Okay, thank you. Then we will dive into our last um, statement, which is a completely different uh, direction. Namely, from an ethics point of view, uh, in public sector, digital assistants take away the right to be in contact with real humans. Remco, what is your point on that? Yeah, well, I think uh, uh, as a policeman, we are uh, in contact with humans all day. <laughs> and uh, people expect to be in contact with humans when they talk to the police uh, in, a, in, a, in a certain way. So uh, I think um, using uh, digital assistance is for us an ethical issue um, at once. Um, and I think it's crucial to explain to the public why we use digital assistance and in what way we are using it. So uh, people need to know and have the right to know uh, whether they are talking to us uh, in a human way or uh, in a digital way. Uh, but by explaining it, I think it's uh, also uh, very much okay to use a digital assistant. Um, because uh, when we explain to the public that we um, well care to, to spend uh, human uh, resources uh, on critical issues, then we can also explain that on non-critical issues and on repe uh, repetitive uh, questions, we uh, well uh, give the assignment to the digital assistant. Well, that's a, that, that would be very much okay, because there is uh, also a limit to the human resources we have. Uh, only I think uh, when you explain it, then it can be okay. When you do it without explaining, uh, I think you pass an ethical uh, border. Okay, amazing. I, 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 uh, I agree, Renko. So what you see uh, is uh, that when organizations start using a chatbot, um, they always have a, a uh, yeah a, a fallback line where uh, or almost always have a fallback line where users can talk to a real human uh, on the other end of the chat, and I think it also goes hand in hand. So uh, maybe the chatbot can handle some first line questions uh, or or do some things that the organization has thought of while implementing the chatbot. Um, but uh, and it also depends on. Uh, what uh, yeah what is needed for the customer and often the the organization that is implementing those uh, things they already have some kind of data on what types of questions uh, users have and what uh, how how long the handle time of those questions are so um, yeah I, I think it goes hand in hand wow. okay amazing thank you uh, once again thank you for uh being here, Remco and Bob, and uh, sharing your knowledge on the, on the domain of chatbots and virtual assistants. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time uh, to share your knowledge. Uh, unfortunately, we are reaching the end of this episode, so uh, I would love to uh, summarize what we have learned today. Um, so uh, one of the most uh, important things is that uh, chatbots are here to stay. We will become more, uh, well, they will become more visually and more sophisticated and will be part of our daily life. Uh, but there will be still a choice to either use them or not. Uh, 
Uh, chatbots are and digital assistants help relieve resources and allow organizations to focus on the more complex and critical situations. Um, chatbots are more than nicely designed FAQ repeaters. Sorry for that, Bob. Um, then uh, they can become more smart by adding context to them and um, yeah, well, introducing machine learning and artificial intelligence. Um, and from an organizational point of view, it can be quite challenging to introduce chatbots uh, to these organizations because there might be some resistance. But by slowly uh, explaining what they do, um, it can be adapted. And um, we have also learned that rapid prototyping and guerrilla testing is a good and a fast way to test chatbots with end users. And uh, another final point is a commander's intent uh, added uh, in agile projects can really uh, give people freedom and still uh, reach the goal of their sprint. So uh, I hope I didn't miss anything. Otherwise, we can uh, you can always listen back to this podcast. And uh, wrap up, uh, Mo. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Thank <laughs> you for being. Thirty seconds. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And um, if there are any more questions that we did not cover in this podcast, you can always feel free to contact uh, Bob van den Berg or Daniel Garité uh, on this matter. Thank you. So to wrap it up, if you like this podcast as much as we did, stay tuned for the next one, because there's going to be a next one. If you want to share your knowledge or your vision on a specific topic, feel free to reach out to one of us. My name is Rudy. And my name is Mo. And you have been listening to The Ramp, 